We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Gairamangal people. We pay our respects to all First Nations elders, past, present and emerging. Hey, besties. You know what I don't have time for? Oh, my God, I love this podcast so much, you guys. Hey, guys. Hi, Jim. Hey, guys. Hi, Jim. Hey, guys. 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 Pluck and Delemonade from the tree of Delemons. <laughs> In fact, I'd say it's more important than ever more that we still show up for our DLs. Exactly. And I believe we have quite a juicy one today. It's a different topic, I would say, to uh, what we normally get on here with a lot of mother-in-law and sister-in-law bashing. Let's listen to who called the bat phone today. Hey, German revs. Help this bestie with her Delemon. I'm about to start trying to conceive and have the burning question of how can I do postpartum successfully? My first child, my postpartum was an absolute shit show. Postnatal depression plus COVID was not a good mix. So how can I enter postpartum second time around, cool as a cucumber and enjoying it a bit more? Thanks, girls. Bye. Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah. That's a big one. Big one. And I get it. Anything that didn't go well the first time, you really do spend your subsequent pregnancies stewing on. Yeah. Like for me, it was sleep. Yep. <laughs> you know, by the time I was pregnant with Teddy, Isla still didn't sleep. And I was like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do with two who don't sleep and hates the car and hates the bath and hates the pram? Well, Teddy was a completely different baby mm. and we didn't have those issues with him. But I totally get it. Like if you had postnatal depression and went into lockdown, Oh, nightmare. That's one thing that probably won't happen this time. But better not, Revs. There probably won't be a global pandemic and a lockdown, which will definitely help anyone who went through postpartum through that period. I mean, anyone who went through anything hard during that period, shout out to you because it just made even things that would be, you know, slightly difficult, extra difficult. See, I went into the pandemic with a newborn. And again, my whole experience with Iggy was completely different. from Rafa. Something I want to say to our DL is she uses the word successful, which I think Mm, needs a bit of a reframe. Like, how can I do postpartum successfully? I would change it to say, how can I be better prepared for postpartum? Because while she struggled with postnatal depression, which is awful, awful, and from what I hear and my understanding is that postnatal can be worse with more children. Right. That's not the rule of thumb at all. I'm not saying that, but from people within my circle, they had to do that high level preparation second time around. Okay. So in that respect, you are more prepared because you can put support systems in place. Mm. You know the signs. Mm -hmm. You can approach it differently. I had antenatal depression with Rafa. I also had it with Iggy, but the difference was I knew it wasn't forever. I knew it wasn't me. I knew it was hormonal. Yeah. You knew it was a time and why it was happening. Yes. Now this DL mama, she is going to go into this with open eyes and perspective. Mm. She knows that the early stages of motherhood are a fucking shit show, but it gets better and it gets easier. Or it changes. Yes. (laughs) But the variable here 
that she might not have considered and why it will always be different from her first experience is that she will have a toddler. Yeah. You know, people underestimate how challenging that becomes, that Mm. dynamic. Mm. But in terms of being better prepared, let's use that as a phrase. I think there are a few things that you can do. There are a few obvious things. Now, I don't know where our DL is at financially or where she prioritizes spending. Mm. A huge game changer that I've heard about from a lot of recent new mums is a postpartum doula. Now, some people will have baby showers for all of their subsequent children. If you are one of those people and you do have friends who want to do a sprinkle, a baby sprinkle for you, instead of asking for stuff, you don't need stuff, Mm. I would ask for a contribution towards a postpartum doula. Oh, my God. And if you have a bestie who has suffered from postnatal depression or is going to be under it Mm. with their next baby, that would be a really cool gift to organize without her having to ask. It's an amazing gift. A postpartum doula is essentially a mother's aid, a mother's helper. But they're for the mum. Correct. There's been too much emphasis on the baby. That will happen. Yeah, it has to. (laughs) It will scream at you until you look after it. (laughs) Correct. But what gets neglected is the mum and that's what a postpartum doula is for. So that's one thing. Another approach is having mini goals throughout the day. I found this really helpful with Iggy, especially because I had a gnarly Caesar scar and recovery was incredible slow was to just have one thing that you're going to achieve that day. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's a shower, mm-hmm. tick. If yeah. you've managed to have a shower that day, it's a big win. Eat lunch. Eat lunch is another one. Yeah. Write in your baby journal yeah. might be another. Do the hand and footprints that you've been wanting to do. Just one thing. Yeah. Maybe it's laundry, yeah. but you haven't been able to have a shower and eat, but at least you got some laundry <laughs> done. You know, you just need to yeah. have those little wins to feel positive about. Otherwise, you really can feel isolated mm. and spiral into a hole. That's the other thing I want to talk about. It's personality. Mm-hmm. Totally personality. Some people really want like a really protected baby bubble and they don't want visitors and they want to have a sacred space and they want to just lock down and not worry because maybe they're anxious about germs or vaccinations or people handling their baby, whatever. Some people need connection and like you and I are those people. Oh, it filled my cup having friends visit. And I know that's not for everyone. It's not for everyone and it's absolutely a personality but maybe try and identify what your personality is Mm -hmm. and what you need so that you can have that because there is this trend of bunkering down and having a fourth trimester and a baby bubble at the moment and I think it's not for everyone I think it absolutely is for some people I think for some people it's like the baby parade is so anxiety inducing and stressful but for some people it isolates them I'm so glad you've brought this up Revs about the importance of identifying what you You are because hearing about this whole five days in bed five days in the house five days outside side of the house so 15 days in total before you even leave your premises this is big in Asian culture where you spend 15 days before even leaving the house now when I hear about this protecting your space putting healthy boundaries it started to rub off on me and I was like oh Oh, like I never even considered that gosh if I were to do my time again I would put up healthy boundaries and but actually it wouldn't suit you it wouldn't suit me My cup runneth over when friends come over and I get to have a conversation about their lives and what they're up to and how their kids are and what they're doing to take the emphasis off me for a moment. 
human interaction is really important. So I agree. Yeah, I'm the same. You know, I didn't want anyone to come to the hospital with Teddy. And I can't really explain that. Mm. But actually, I was only there for three days in the end. But then I did need visits and tandem parenting. And I did need to go for a walk and get out. But that's just my personality. Like, it's going to be very individual. But just try, especially because you've got hindsight of your last postpartum. What did you need then? And, you know, or just honor it in the moment. And also, you can try one. And if it's not working, you can change. Mm. You can be like, you know what? I do want the fourth trimester baby bubble. I don't want to see anyone. I want to like hunker down and just be in the bubble. And then you could be four days in and be like, actually, I'm feeling isolated and the days are too long and it's not working for me. And you can change it and vice versa. You can have friends over. It can feel all too much. You can get made to feel anxious about their four-year-old who came over and brought dirt into the house and, you know, was running near the baby on the rug or whatever. And you go, you know what? I need a week of seeing no one. Mm. You can change it. You can adapt. (laughs) I think you need to be a little bit fearless in how you communicate with the people around you totally like if I were to have my time again because this is what's making me reflect on yeah. this I would have said to my friends please visit yeah, yeah. please, please come don't over. stay away yeah, please don't stay away yeah. like I know I there's you. a strong narrative on socials about this safeguarding your space but yeah. I don't need that or want that also when you're up to baby number two and I'm making assumptions here about baby three and four you kind of have to get out and about more which can help with postpartum yeah it can because you have a reason to leave the house you have Mm. a reason to put clothes on and shoes on because you might need to take the firstborn to daycare or their music class whatever it might be yeah so there's a benefit to that I've got to say even though I'm definitely one to be like no I'm not getting changed I'm going to sit in my squalor and not leave the house today and think I want that when I am forced to get out and that's why I found I think postpartum with Teddy lots more enjoyable because I was forced to get dressed and get Isla to daycare and then I would get a coffee on the way home and walk with the pram and I would have fresh air and I don't know it did help me even though I wasn't good at giving myself that Mm. when I was forced to actually found a big benefit you know and sometimes you might need to alert your friends or your inner circle please force me out for a little walk around the block yeah I might resist it yeah but just help me remind me that it is the best thing for my mental health totally and you know every day is going to be different and just like everything changes the minute you get a hang of it you know you might need a different thing week to week so I think trying to be open maybe yes you like maybe just open to whatever you need that day and yeah communication it's so hard because you're so tired yeah and you know sometimes it can feel like the hardest thing in the world to just state your needs really oh but Mm. like if you do it to your partner or your support person or your mom or your sister or bestie down the road or whatever it is like yeah or even your bestie overseas online you know I've got two friends overseas and the timing is so optimal when you have a newborn right because you're up in the night they're at work on their lunch break and you're up in the night feeding Mm -hmm. and like you know so just those little things that can fall into place are really really good the other thing bestie is you know a lot more this time not just about you but about the baby yeah I think she's underestimating the difference in confidence she will have with managing a child second time around the first time everything's new and you think you're stuck in every phase forever you go this is my life now what weighed on me heavily was like oh my god who sent me home with this child and made me fully responsible to keep them alive like how are they letting this happen that was the kind of anxiety (laughs) I lived with every day where I was stressed about her breathing it was exhausting second time around the confidence is soothing yeah it's like riding a bike it all comes back but just to temper your expectations you know Revs and I have a girlfriend friend whose firstborn was a really 
really cruisy, easy baby. Second born had colic. Yeah. And that came with a whole host of its own challenges yeah. and difficulties that she wasn't prepared for. Yeah. So it's about being as prepared as you can with the knowingness that you also need to be open. Can I just have a moment for our type A girlies? <laughs> we are both type A. Yes. In fact, I thank the universe for giving me two completely different children every day because it has shaken so much type A out of me, mm. you know? And then going through a divorce, I'm like, I'm half cured of being a control freak, you know? <laughs> this is the thing about parenting. It really suits people who are go with the flow. I'm not saying it's easy for them. It's not easy for anyone. But I think if you're a go with the flow, lackadaisical, you know, more open, adjustable person, parenting is easier to take on as a personality. Mm. Oh my God, I'm trying to be really careful because I don't want to say parenting's hard for these people and not these people. You know what I'm saying? If you're type A and controlling, like us, Mm. parenting is one of the fucking hardest adjustments you'll ever go through because you can think you're in control and when they get older, sure, you can be more in control. You can't control a baby. You can't control what kind of baby they're going to be. You can do all the best laid plans in the world and the universe will just laugh at you. You know, Mm. it's like you have to surrender at some point and you will get there in your own time. I'm not saying just surrender from day one because that just might not be possible. But Taipei control freaks, parenting, it's a combo. I think it's one of the biggest falls from grace for Taipei personalities having a kid. I learned enormous lessons in surrender. But what I do love, which is very much by design, is that they start off as a tiny little baby slug that doesn't move and you slowly catch up and adapt with all the seasons and all the changes that come. It's so funny with your second kid how you put them down and they don't move and you really notice it because you now have this toddler or whatever that's like everywhere around the house and you put the other baby down and you're like it's hard not to make this one my favorite right now. (laughs) Yeah, this one stays put <laughs> and it's such an alarming juxtaposition between yes. yeah where they start like you say as a little slug and where they get to and yeah, yeah and, and the yeah. forever narrative that pops up is where we go what did we do with all that time <laughs> with our firstborn uh, where we thought everything was so, so hard, unbearably yeah. hard yeah. and then you have your second kid and you're like oh my god the newborn is so much easier than okay. the toddler so my mate Becky is about to have her third Amazing. and she is someone who's really really good at knowing her personality and mm-hmm. like diagnosing what she needs because I said to her hey like what do you need with this baby like what do you like do you like to bubble down and like not see anyone and have things just left at the door or do you want visitors like what she's like oh babe can you come to the hospital and can you bring me a coffee the coffee is so shit at the hospital and they don't let you walk across with the baby which is ridiculous because if I was in the public system I'd be you know I was like I will be there with a hot coffee amazing and it's just inspiring to me when people know what they want in this and they can communicate it like you said it's a practice though And I reckon give it a go. Give it a go. Like practice asking for your needs before you find yourself in the moment. And as Revzi said, you can adapt, you can pivot. You're allowed to change your mind. Sure are. Don't tell Rafa that. Don't tell Rafa. (laughs) She will weaponize that shit against you. (laughs) Oh, for all our heavily pregnant DLs who are about to get into their first baby, second, third, fourth, wherever they're at. Gosh, like, good on you. Mm. I'm so done. (laughs) I'm never going back there again. (laughs) But you've got this. You've got this. We love you. We love you guys. Have a wonderful Friday. Yeah, and a good weekend. Yes, love the weekend ahead. Hope you've got some good things planned. And as always, we'll be back in your ears bright and early on Tuesday morning. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye.